Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. All right, everybody. Welcome to Rico Bronia. The Mets get walked off by the Washington Nationals. They split a two-game series. And if you were hoping that we were going to come on the Rico and break down the upcoming schedule and give you the mathematical equations that could lead to the New York Mets getting the third wild card spot. Well, I'm afraid I got some bad news. Any hope of that, which shouldn't have existed anyway, was extinguished with this brutal loss in the finale of the two-game series against Washington. Jose Budo was great. Mopen blows it. Mets ground and line into a bunch of double plays. They have a Phil Bickford special in the ninth inning, and they lose to the Nationals 3-2 to when they split the two-game series against Washington. The Mets are not playing bad baseball by any stretch. They have not given up on the season. They are not losing every series. But right now, they're very average, and average isn't good enough. If you're you know, a believer in some kind of miracle run that gets them close to 500 and potentially a playoff spot, take a look at what we just saw on the homestand. They lost two out of three to Anaheim. They lost two out of three to Texas. They win two out of three against Seattle. And now they get this split against Washington. So I was never a believer in this. The only thing that I I know jumps out at all of us, or some of us at least, is that their schedule from here on out, really after the Minnesota series because it's interleague play, they face everybody they're trailing. And so I guess there's that small part of you that says, wow, it's right in front of you. Go win every game and you can make the playoffs. The problem is the Mets are not good enough to win every single game. I mean, that's just not... That's not a real scenario. And if they had pulled maybe within three games of the third wild card spot, no matter what was left on this roster, yeah, you could talk yourself into being in a pennant race, but they're not in a pennant race. They're playing out the string. We're getting to at least see the young guys play. Ronnie Mauricio's out there every single day, but this is not about making some kind of miracle run to the postseason. We got a lot to get to. We'll talk to these two games about these two games. I want to get into David Stearns because obviously that's heated up over the last few days. Buck's very controversial comment to Gary Cohen, which has pissed me off, and an update on the posting system if you're a big fan of the Mets going after Yamamoto at the end of the season. So we'll address all those things. Hoffman is not here. Here's why. He's got a very good excuse, by the way. He's in a fantasy draft, and his fantasy draft is occurring right after Mets Nationals. So he should be focused on making sure he gets as many Jets as humanly possible to keep himself happy. 
and build his fantasy team. So it's me by myself with very limited coughing. I have hopefully eliminated the coughing. I think talking over the last couple of days on Evan and Tiki has almost forced me to have to live life without coughing. So if you want to play the over-under game, that number's going down this time. I think it's about four and a half. But anyhow, let's get to the baseball. Let me get into these games, and then we'll break down the other issues. Game one of this series was kind of cool because we saw the offense just go nuts right off the get-go. Really, everybody hit Brandon Nimmo, hit another home run. He's had a great power season. He had two home runs on Monday night or Tuesday night. He's got 22 for the season, which is crazy. And I mentioned this last time. We're going to do a deep dive on Nimmo's offensive year this year because it is kind of fascinating when you compare it to last year. But Nimmo goes crazy, gets three hits. Francisco Lindor's got two more hits and another RBI. Pete Alonso does what Pete Alonso does. He drives in more runs, including hitting another home run. But really, the most important thing we saw offensively on Tuesday was Francisco Alvarez. Alvarez, while, and I said this last time, he is the safest of the young players in terms of being an everyday player next year. I don't think there's any question that Francisco Alvarez is penciled in, or not penciled in, he's in permanent ink as the starting catcher for this team. We can debate how many games he should play versus how many games that say Omar Narvaez plays, assuming he's still on this roster. But Francisco Alvarez will play most of the time behind the plate. He has shown enough defensively this year. He's been inconsistent offensively, but listen, catcher is still a defensive position. And if a guy with that kind of offensive potential is defending as well as Alvarez has been defending, then there's no question he's the everyday catcher. So it's not about, hey, I want to see Alvarez get hot because he's got to earn that job. I think it's more to just complete this season fully. This is a rookie year for Francisco, and he has been insanely streaky. I think when you look overall at his numbers, they're, I guess if you look at them in the prism of a catcher, especially such a young catcher, they're awesome. You look at them overall, and you see a 730 OPS, a 216 batting average, 22 home runs, 51 RBIs. You may say they're average. For a catcher, they're pretty damn good. But you want to see him at least finish strong. And what was great about what Alvarez did, not only did it happen early in the game, so it was a quote-unquote clutch home run that set the tone, but Francisco Alvarez was able to get off the snide during this home run coldness he's been involved in. It was a bomb. It was awesome to see. He had two hits in this game. And I think seeing Alvarez finish strong is just nice. It's nice for him. It's nice for us as fans. And look, Francisco also did something that I do want to mention because it takes a lot of guts. It's not easy to do. Uh, I'm trying to learn Spanish. I live in a household where my wife speaks Spanish. I mean, English is her first language, but she speaks Spanish. My in-law speaks Spanish. And I've tried to learn Spanish. But I can tell you right now, I don't have the balls to do an interview in Spanish because I'd embarrass myself. That's just the reality. I, I, I don't know how I would even complete full sentences despite my efforts at trying to learn a second language. So I have great respect for anybody that's learning any freaking language because I know how difficult it is. Francisco Alvarez pulled Steve Gelbs aside and said, I want to learn English. Now, Francisco's 21 years old. He's a kid, essentially, and said, I want to practice with you. And of course, Gelb said, sure, of course, I'll practice with you. Steve Gelb's talked about this around. This is not a private story, obviously. And then Alvarez, after he hits the home run, 
gave an answer in English. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that showed a lot of guts and it was really cool. And he's got more balls than me because if I was down in the DR right now, I wouldn't have the balls to do an interview or even answer a question in Spanish because I'd be too preoccupied with how the hell I sound. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So great job by Francisco. And really, that was a fun game. I mean, it is kicking, even if it's against Washington, and even if the season may be over technically, is still fun. It was fun to see Nimmo go deep. It was fun to see Pete go deep. You know, that toxic Pete Alonzo. It was fun to see Alvarez go deep. It was fun to see the Mets offensively make it look easy and score early. Because remember, they scored four runs in the first inning. This game was over by the third inning. It was 7-1 after three. It was 8-1 after four. It was 9-1 after five. This has been an offense that all year long, very different than last year, has struggled to get off to good starts. Like we haven't seen those crooked numbers early. And they were able to do that against Patrick Corbin, who I, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, was it all the 2019 run? Was that what took everything away from Corbin? Hold on, I got a cough coming. <laughs> That's number one. That's not bad. But Patrick Corbin's remarkable. He makes his starts every five days. So give him credit for that. But he's terrible. He's got a five and a half ERA. He gave up eight runs in four innings and three home runs. Uh, Jose Quintana, it was good to see the Mets give him run support because as good as Quintana's been, that was only his second win of the season, but he was great. Now, Jose Quintana is a weird guy to grade for how he's been in 2023 because by the time he came back from his injury, it was too late. It didn't matter. Now, is that his fault? Not necessarily. I mean, you want to blame guys for getting hurt. I guess you could. But since he's come back, despite the Mets being dead by the time he has, Jose Quintana's been really good. So there's a part of me that says, well, I give Quintana, you know, if you don't want to penalize him for his own injury, I'd give him an A. Guy's got a three ERA. Guy goes out and basically pitches six innings every start. He's been great. The problem is Jose Quintana, again, unless you want to blame him for his own injury, has not made an important start for the New York Mets all season long. If he was here in April and here in May and here in June, this entire season could be different. You try to define what went wrong with this team. And I know we've tried to do it already, and we'll probably try to do it more during the offseason. And obviously, the easy answer is Edwin Diaz's injury during the World Baseball Classic. And an easy answer is Justin Verlander missing the first month of the year. Throw Quintana in. I think he's been so good, and he was so good second half of last year for St. Louis after the trade deadline deal, that it's a reminder of what could have been if he was out there every five days. Jose Quintana. If 
he was pitching at this level, assuming he was, and he was out there in April, May, and June, I don't know if the Mets ever sell off these guys. I don't know if we're talking about the same kind of season. So it's a damn shame. It's a part of what led to the mess of this season. Injuries. And Jose Quintana's injury was a killer. And how good he's been here in the last month and a half is a reminder of what could have been. We we also, and we see this now, with all the bullpen auditions like Sam Coonrod, who's got great stuff, Sam Coonrod sucked on Tuesday night. It was a reminder that even though Trevor God has his moments and Sam Coonrod has his moments and even Drew Smith has his moments, there is not a damn guy in this bullpen that I would feel all that good about in 2024. Maybe Brooks Raley, and he's had his bad moments. Maybe Adam Adovino, and he's had his bad moments. But everyone else, the Sean Reed Foley's and the Drew Smith's and the Trevor Gotts and the Sam Coonrods, excuse me, and the Grant Hartwig's, it's up and down. Like, there's good moments from some of these guys, but then there's some really, really, really bad moments. A nice win. They take the opener against the Nationals by a final score of 11 to 5. They improve their record to 64 and 74, which is part of why it is comical. I'm sorry. And I'm I'm not talking to anyone specifically other than maybe a couple of my friends who text me this and maybe a couple of people on Twitter who tweet about this. This idea that the Mets were set up to go on some kind of miracle run. They are 10 games under 500. Now 11 after they lost the finale on Wednesday. That's who we are. Like, this team will probably finish, if I had to guess right now, I'd say they go 500 the rest of the way. Do the math. That's 76 wins. That ain't close to a playoff spot. Though, I forget what year it was, when Major League Baseball announced the new playoff format, I had this curiosity, this geekly curiosity of going back over the last decade and seeing were there ever any years in which a team would have made the playoffs with less than 81 wins? And I'm going to look this up real quick as I vamp a little bit. I think the year I came up with was 2014. Okay? I'm pulling this up right now. I think in 2014, the Mets of all teams would have made the playoffs with like 78 wins under the format that we have right now which is six teams making the postseason. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year. But the one thing that has happened that has been surprising is that the National League and the bottom of the National League is so mediocre that you may have a team make the playoffs with, let's say, 84 wins. All right, here's what, here, here's what it is. And I am not wrong. <laughs> I remember this correctly. The Nationals won 96 games, so they're your top seed. The Dodgers won 94 games, they're your two seed. Uh, then you had the Cardinals win the Central. The top two wild card teams won 88 games. The third wild card team, I was off by a few games, would have been 82 and 80. The Milwaukee Brewers were 82 and 80. The Mets finished 79 and 83. So they finished three games back, which is a pennant race, I think, for the third wild card spot. I don't know if it's going to be 82 and 80, but when you look at the bottom of the National League, it's not going to take a huge win total to sneak into the postseason. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.